Hello, Polytopians. Thanks for tuning into the Polytopian Times. I'm your host, Sam, and today we are going to be uh, joined by eSpark. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Hello, Sam. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you back. And uh, folks, today we're going to be doing a quick rundown on movement, all the basics on it, and some uh, more advanced principles around it. And I know up front you might think, ooh, boring topic, moving in polydopias, clicking things. But we'll talk about some of the details and the um, specifics that might influence your ability to do some tricky stuff in gameplay. So uh, without any further ado, let's jump into it. Well, off the bat, movement is indeed clicking things. Um, your units generally can move one tile. Sometimes they can move two to three. Um, and different things can affect their ability to move. There's bonuses and penalties, right? Uh, eSpark, I'm sure you can enlighten us on some of those. Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, I think movement is really, you know, a key a key way to think about the game, right? Every single unit has some type of movement. Um, and then how you use that movement, um, you know, it's all about how you win the game, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> so you just got to uh, play around with, you know, how you are moving. Now, I mean, specifically, you can use these different bonuses and penalties to your advantage or disadvantage. like, the obvious roads bonus and what that does is have i believe the movement cost of you moving on that tile so you know you'd be a cost of one tile movement so like the full range of a warrior to move one tile without a road but if you pop a road on it all of a sudden that warrior can go the two tiles and a rider can for example instead of going two tiles can go four tiles so um definitely some bonuses there beyond that you can induce a movement bonus with uh the boost notably i would think from simanti um but the other big thing is all the penalties right um so rough terrain is a big thing you got mountains you got forests um algae i think count as it i don't think fungi do anymore no not anymore yeah fungus don't affect movement but yeah, yeah the way i think about it is movement points so most units like warriors, archers, defenders, mindbenders, they have one movement point, which means in most scenarios, they can only move one tile per turn. Right. Um, and then riders have two movement points and knights have three movement points. Right, right, right. And that's going to be um, a big point of what you're doing and we'll uh, apply those bonuses and penalties preferably the bonus with the uh, the roads to really get yourself moving around and right so yeah. roads half the cost of movement right so if a warrior is on a road it only costs half of a point or 0 0.5 of a movement point to move right. one tile that's Right, that's exactly it. And it's different for boosting. So boosting actually gives the unit an additional movement point. Right. So roads are like a discount. Uh, they discount how much it costs to move. And boosting like 
is a credit to your account and then like gives you an extra movement point. <laughs> exactly. On top of the uh, attack bonus you'll get. But that's only up and until you either get hit, find a ruin or a city, or make really any sort of movement beyond simple movement, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then things like forests and mountains are Town is rough terrain and will um prevent you from moving your full amount of uh spaces or tiles. Right. I think the game term is called a terminal tile. So if a rider hits the forest, like they have to stop, like they can't continue. Right. Moving. So right. even though a rider has two movement, you'd think, well, I'd be able to move through the forest and then keep going. It's like, no, a forest is an old tile. So once you reach that forest, that's it. Unless you have a road. If you put a road on that forest, then it's again, it has you can keep going. It you only use zero point five movement to go through the forest. Exactly, the road really overrides everything. The only thing you can't get a a bonus through is uh, mountains currently. Although who knows, maybe there'll be tunnels one day, right? Right. People ask for that all the time. People are like, <laughs> "I want a tunnel" or "I want some way." But currently, you cannot build roads on a mountain. So it's still considered a terminal tile. But if you start the unit moving from the mountain, like if your rider is on a mountain, yeah, that's still, it counts as one movement point, but you can keep going onto a road and then you can just keep moving. So it's different if you start on a, a mountain or start on a forest, right? Very true. Very true. Um Although, again, like you're saying, it's like even if you have a road ahead of you, don't expect to go the full four with your rider because it does take that full movement point to get off the mountain, right? Exactly. It takes the full movement point to get off the mountain. Um, but the maximum a rider can move on road tiles is four. And for night, right, that's up to six tiles on roads. Right, right. Which makes nights very, very rapid things indeed. As far as the boosting goes, generally, you're only going to be doing that with Simanti units. You could, of course, mind-bend some shamans over to your side, but assuming you haven't done that, the fastest you can go is four tiles, and that is with Dumox. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some really wacky games where people mind-bend, like shamans will mind-bend, you know, some yeah. things, yeah, and then... Yeah. And then uh, yeah, you can get really weird effects like shooting poison from a mind bended. Anyways, it can get really bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very true. I mean, mind benders, they spice up the game in crazy ways. Although that's, I think mind bending shamans is more of like a, a with your allies strat, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You can mess <laughs> around with it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no reason not to play with it. But yeah, yeah. Those are, um, those are going to be the key things to keep in mind. And I think that basically is the, the bulk of the convo here. Um, there's defenses. Yeah, I mean, we can talk a little bit about zone of control. Some oh, people yes. call it zone of combat because the zone of control counts as a terminal tile. Someone just asked me about this the other day. He had um, a giant and he moved his knight up and he didn't understand how the knight could go and attack and i'm like no, no no zone of control is like a terminal tile so it stops you from moving but you can still attack so you can move to a zone of control tile 
you can't move anymore, but you can attack from that tile. Right, right, right. You know, it's uh it's it's a big way to influence the way your enemy can move. So say you siege a city, right? You know, run a rider in front of it to put out that zone of control to prevent enemy movements from getting there until they take care of your rider. Yeah, I mean, zone of control, I am I actually am not as good at this as I should be, but you can use it to, you know, deny your opponent villages, stop sieges, um, you know, you can, we should talk about this too, like with the rider bounce, right? You can yes, yeah. hit with a rider and then bounce it somewhere so that it creates a zone of control that obstructs where the other units and then they can't unsiege that kind of thing. Yep, exactly, that... Uh... That would be the exact uh, example I would definitely come up with. Um, you're going to use seen... that dash. It's really good for um, forward offensive operations. Like, get a couple of riders in and then try and get them in spacing out. Zone of control, the thing is, right, it's all the tiles around your units. So you don't have to have a line of units touching, but you want some space between them, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And I think there's some really skilled players that, you know, do this with Symanti, right? So if you have like a boost hexapod that yeah. can move extra, right? Has an extra movement point from the boost. And then it can hit and bounce. And then you can place it in a way that takes advantage of the zone of control. Like that's some really high level micro. I I really admire people who can do that. Yeah. That, uh, it takes something else and um a player's level of skill to pull out um well, i'm gonna be honest i'm way too rusty to try and pull that sort of stuff off <laughs> i think it just takes time and like thinking it through and thinking all the different options and some oh, people yeah. it just comes naturally and other people it's like okay i have to plan this out i really have to think it through <laughs> yeah some people uh they they're Favored by the current rider meta very heavily just because they're great with the bounce bounce. Yeah, I have I've heard it was officially confirmed. Zoithris said that Mijiwan is testing a nerf for rider roads. I did hear that. Yeah, something either to do with dash or just the uh, sort of bonus they get from roads. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll yep. see. I don't know. All no let me know spoilers. is that it is being tested. Um, but currently, this is how <laughs> it works. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll just stay tuned for now. But yeah, it's, um, there's always more coming down the line. I mean, that's that's another thing that makes this game fun. Uh, the balance is never going to stay the same, right? Well, and speaking of what's coming down, we did, haven't talked about naval units. So mm, naval units yeah. always have the same movement, right? So yes boats and ships can move uh two right and battleships can move three yes yep and, uh, but... and there's no bonus like you can't yeah. get roads to move them farther there's you can boost them i believe that you can and um aquarian is the one tribe that has the slowest naval units because all of their units can only go two like boats they right. never go three they can use roads they can use roads, but that's not at sea. Right. Correct. Correct. Yep. And then Navalons. Those are a full three, I think, right? Yeah. Because they're like battleships. Yep. Yep. All right. I thought so. I thought so. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. 
Um, oh, and we forgot about Polaris, our one last special yes. with her movement. Yeah, all that polarism and stuff. All right, I'll let you go into that really quick. Yes, so, well, polarism works the same way as roads do, but with ice instead. Yeah. Um, so the only main difference with that is you can't walk through a village as you would with a road. Um, so this is interesting, right? So yeah. neutral roads... Um, if you build a road on a neutral territory, anyone can use it. You can use it. Your opponent can use it. Um, and it right. still halves your movement points. But with polarism, the village, you, you can't use a village. Um, you can't walk through a village as you would with a road because neutral villages count as roads. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, that absolutely does. So it'll stop your ice from gliding through. And the other kicker is, I mean, that's a good point. Uh, remiss of us to miss this a little bit earlier, but yeah, you can't use roads in enemy territory. You just have normal movement points. So you don't get to use their infrastructure. Right. And then that's one of the things with strategy and diplomacy, right? If you have a peace yeah. treaty with another tribe, you can use that road. You can use your allies' roads. Very true. Very true. Then... Honestly, the only outstanding thing, oh, swinging back to Polaris one more time, the only unit that really moves differently that uses glide in a special way, because there's some units with glide, but they use it like a road, like you're saying. The one difference is the battle sled. They get a huge boost in speed. Um, I think they go up to a full six, just like a knight. Yeah, and but, they bounce. So yep. they can move as far as a knight. With polarism, they can move, right, double. And then they yeah. can also bounce. Like, yeah, battle sleds are you know, almost as much fun as a boosted hexapod to plan, like, where are you going to move? Where can you hit? Where can you bounce? Um, but with battle sleds, you have to be careful, right, and stay on the ice tiles. They don't move on the land. Yep. Yep, and you have to defend your ice. Yeah, like, yeah, you get a huge bonus from it, but everybody's going to want to get rid of that ice from you. Now, a lot of players are going to ignore it and just try and take over your cities instead. Sure, far away to get rid of you as a threat, but like, if you get stuck in a grinding attrition war and you've just got somebody sending out hordes of boats along your ice line to break it while battleships fire on you from a distance, you might be in a losing situation if you can't just occupy every line of that ice. Because uh, the less room you have to move those battle sleds, the less you can do to counter this. Yep. Yep. I hate battle sleds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate them. <laughs> they could be such fun cheese to throw out in the front lines. <laughs> Whenever I play Polaris, I go for the ice bank. I rush ice bank. I don't go for battle sleds. <laughs> I rush Ice Bank and I get knights. I prefer knights to <laughs> battle sleds because you can use them on land. Yeah. Although battle sleds have health points and like an extra defense, not like great defense, but like some. They are. They're very powerful units. Yeah. 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 Well. I think, folks, though, I think that wraps up our convo on movement for today. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Oh, I want to add in one last fun fact. Oh, yes. A boosted knight pushed by a giant at the start and then can move up to 10 tiles. So that's the most <laughs> a unit can use. Boosted and pushed. Giant pushed. <laughs> All right. If y'all... 
You can Although really I have seen it. some giant, some um, polytar push chains. Have you seen any of those where you just have a unit that's just push, 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 pushed by polytars? <laughs> yes, yeah. Where Illyrian can do some crazy stuff. So that can always add a little bit of movement if you use a polytar or a giant unit, even like an egg or whatever, to push your unit. You can get an extra sneak in and extra movement with a push. Exactly, yeah. Don't underestimate that. I mean, when you think about your base units only get one tile of movement anyways, getting that extra push, that doubles your movement. Yep. Yep. But I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, right there in the end credits, folks, a few more fun facts. Um, well, while we were swinging through at East Park, did you have any uh, awesome plugs today? Uh, the only thing I plug, I was telling you about this earlier. I'm working on some YouTube videos for the Poly Champions YouTube. Um, there's oh, yeah. a version of uh, the Explorer versus Workshop if you want to see that illustrated with some some examples from games I've played. So yeah, folks, yeah, if you're uh, itching for some fresh YouTube content, go check that out. eSpark is running uh, some good stuff for the Poly, uh, Poly Champions channel over there. And, um, well, I think that's it for me. I know we've been promising that ebook for a while. I've just been wrapped up in editing. It's not super duper long, but it's still nearly 100 pages, so um, a bit to go through. <laughs> yeah, I really like your lore. I'm looking forward to that. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I uh, can't wait to get it out for everybody. And remember, everybody, that's going to be a free download, so no worries about monetizing or anything. That's mm. yeah, out for everybody. Nice. Yes, yes. Well, um, I think that wraps up all our plugs. Um, thanks, as always, for tuning in, Polytopians, and thanks, as always, for joining us, Eastpark. And um, until next time, we will see you.